This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 26. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, it's Andrea here. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. All right, I highlighted an awesome book this week and I'm so excited to share it with you. All right, it's secretly sort of selfish. The reason I picked this book is because I am a life coach and I'm a little obsessed with the coaching model and just how powerful and beneficial it is. And so the book that I selected this week is a book that is actually one of my favorite books that really helps me in my coaching, but also helps me in every way in my life and it's the power of the questions. So you're going to be equipped with fantastic coaching tools and questions after today's episode. So thank you so much for joining. If this is your first time on this podcast, this is where we highlight self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. And what I do is I suck out all the actionable nuggets and tips and all these things that you can add to your life on a instantaneously and you can benefit from it, right? So all these books that we have no time to read, I love reading. I'm addicted to it. I get so excited. I can't even tell you when there's books delivered to my house from Amazon or wherever I get my books. It is just so exciting. And I cannot go into a bookstore without purchasing a book. I don't know if you share the same addiction as I do, but it's so exciting because these books are filled with so many tidbits of information and years and years of research and just so much information that these authors have put so much knowledge, training, education, and research into them. So I feel like they're just little packages of presents for us. All right. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's where I take these books, I read them for you, and and I try to highlight them in 15 minutes or less, but you'll notice usually it takes a little longer than that. Um, But I always recommend that if something sparks your interest to go and purchase the book and support the author. All right, so let's jump in. So the book that I highlighted is The Coaching Habit. It's all about say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. And it's by Michael Stainier, and he is a wonderful author, and he is also from the best-selling book author of Do More Great Work. And uh, it's just such a great book, and it's so simple, and it's just the concept within the book is very simple, but highly, highly beneficial. I mean, if you're a coach, if you're a leader, uh, if you're a parent, this is a wonderful tool and a wonderful book. Um, And today I'm going to highlight it, and you're going to leave with wonderful things and questions that you can add to your life and actually new habits. So that's what it's all about. It's forming new habits, this book. And these are actual coaching habits. And it's all about saying less, asking more and changing the way that you lead. And so um, within this book, it really is beneficial because he offers these seven questions as powerful tools to help you um, have less trouble with leading other people and with uh, have less trouble with having an actual 
actual impact and to get to the heart of, you know, what it is that's going on in people's lives for challenges. And I love it because the coach approach is all about um, not offering advice. And this is what's so great is that it really does take courage in order to ask questions rather than offer advice. This book is full of practical, useful, and interesting questions and just a whole bunch of tools and ideas that can help you become either a better coach, a better parent, a better friend, a better spouse, or a better leader. So it can basically benefit every everyone. So um, in his book, it is all about um, forming habits. And what he's talking about is the coaching habit is a wonderful um, tool or a habit that you can start to form in your life that will have a powerful uh, impact on your everyday living. And that it is, it's actually really simple and it's really powerful. And I can't wait for you to test it out and try it out. So basically he's talking about, you know, managers, leaders, parents, they all need to coach their people and their children. And so that's why this book actually really does apply to everyone. So coaching is a leadership tool and coaching is also a parenting tool that is very powerful and gets great results. So let's jump right in. So first of all, the first question, he calls it the kickstart question. And the question is as simple as this, what's on your mind? That's it. It's what's on your mind. It's basically about let's talk about the things. This is the message. Let's talk about the things that matter most. So asking this question, you're allowing uh, to call call them on. You know what's going on. You're allow you're allowing them to just express to you what's what's concerning them or what's going on in their mind. So they pick what it is that they're telling you about. Uh, thinking about rather. So what's on your mind is such a powerful question. And what it does is is it acts and how he put it in his book, it acts as a pressure release valve. So, oh my gosh, have you ever, I know when I'm coaching my clients, sometimes I say, oh, so I do use this question. I'm like, what's on your mind? And, um, it's almost like I open the faucet and everything comes out and uh, is really, really great because what it does is it allows for a safe environment for my clients. And you'll notice that if you ask your children or your, you know, your team, uh, whoever you're speaking to, uh, when you ask this question, it's kind of providing them with a safe environment and it's not leading them in any way. And it's just, you'll get to the heart of what it is that's going on for them. And uh, so it's like a pressure release valve. I love the way he put it in his book. And um, it releases the, the what is challenging or what the challenge that person might be facing. And the key part about this question is to actually listen to their answer. So It's one thing to ask a question, but if you're not paying attention, not listening to the answer, then why did we ask the question in the first place, right? (laughs) Anyway, so the new habit is um, all about asking um, this question, what's on your mind, and then really listening to the answer that you're getting. Um, The next step to that is acknowledging the answer that you get with things like fantastic, oh, okay, I like that, or nice, uh, good good one, or mm-hmm, like just really paying attention, acknowledge that you are getting an answer to that question. So that was question number one. So question number two that he talked about that's powerful questioning is the awe question, which is A-W-E, and that stands for, and what else? This question, I use it all the time with my clients, it's amazing how it helps you dive deeper to the heart of what's really going on. The other thing with and what else is when we're searching for options, for example, 
an opportunity, it really does allow for you to um, look at all options. And the more options that you have, the better you're able to uh, make better decisions. So the idea with this question is it creates more wisdom, more insight, more self-awareness, more possibilities, and it uncovers and creates actually new possibilities. So within his book, the second question that he is saying that is a really powerful question is awe question, which is and what else? You can use that basically in any any part of a conversation. You know, you're talking with your kids and you're like, okay, so mom, I've tried this and this. I go, okay, and what else? And then just listen and help them come up with other strategies. And when they, they've kind of, the more options that there are available, the better the decisions that can be made. And so, um, so what would happen if, you know, you added one more option and, uh, that would be, you know, looking at what else, what else, what else. So the other thing that you want to maybe consider is keep in mind that paradox of choice. And I highlighted that book by Barry Schwartz a while ago, and sometimes, um, we're not looking within this question, he's not looking for um, a whole bunch of options. He's more looking to see what the person has already come up with. So you want to hear all the options that they've already come up with. And or um, if you're talking about and what else, like if you're still in the investigation process of what's going on for that person, you know, what else is challenging? So then you really get to the heart of what it is. Okay, so the new habit is all about taming your advice monster. (laughs) This is so hard. Oh my gosh, especially from a parent to a child. uh, We always want to offer advice. Now, he did say there is a point where there is, you know, places within the life that you want to offer advice and that you are going to be directive, of course. Um, But what he's suggesting in this coaching habit is to tame that advice monster and try and stay neutral, stay curious and genuine and ask and what else questions frequently, not just, you know, one time, um, you can ask it frequently and recognize when that question and what else has been successful. Maybe there, you know, you get to a point where what else and they're like, there's nothing else. (laughs) Um, then, you know, you've been successful in exhausting that question. What else, all the options and you hear everything that's going on for them, um, and what they've been thinking. So it's not about a gazillion choices, but remember, it's just about seeing what the person has already thought of. So it's just being curious and genuine. And uh, he also talked about avoid fake questions that offer advice. Okay. I don't know about you, but this one is challenging. And you know what? Within the coaching model for me, it's easier for me not to ask these questions. But as a parent, when I'm in a parent role, it's a very challenging for me to not ask these questions. So an example would be... Um, um, like, for example, like, have you thought of da 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 da, or have you thought of, you know, cleaning your room before you go in the shower in the morning? Like, that's a very leading question. In the coaching model, we call that a leading question, and you are actually offering up options. So, um, so that's, it's just trying to avoid those fake questions that aren't really questions or kind of advice giving in disguise. And I know we've all done it anyway. So that is the second question. The next one, the third one is all about the focus question. And this question is what is the real challenge here for you? That is so powerful. So what is the real challenge for you here? 
So what that does is this question allows you to focus on the real problem. So not just the first problem that presents themselves. So for example, when I'm coaching someone, sometimes it's amazing how the first thing that they come up with and what they're talking to me about really isn't the problem. There's something beneath that iceberg, you know, under there, the inner, inner part is a deeper, deeper thing that's going on for them. So what you want to do is when you, when you ask them this question is like, what is the real challenge here for you? It's amazing how you can cut through the fog. He calls it in his book, cut through the fog. And you're allowed to kind of get to the heart of the issue of what really is going on for this person. And that we need to manage this temptation and jump into fixing the challenge. And um, this is one way to really find out what's going on for that person. Um, You know, what is the real challenge here for you? And uh, so what's the challenge may be too vague. So if you just ask, what's the challenge? It might be too vague. They might just say, well, that's the challenge, but it's really not what the challenge is for them. Uh, and then also, so what's the real challenge here implies that there's numerous challenges. And then the other thing is when you ask, what's the real challenge here for you? The for you part is what pins the question to that person that you're talking to. And it keeps it really personal and you're going to actually find out more and be have more of an impact on the com- on, like on that person just from having that deeper conversation. Okay, so your new habit here is to instead of moving into advice giving and solution providing mode, ask this focused question and remember you are being helpful and just focus on it, you being genuine and there's a place for advice, but um, when you're forming this coaching habit, it's all about not necessarily giving advice. It's about hearing and listening and really asking, you know, what is the real challenge for you here? So you can get to the heart of what's going on and then you can follow it up. And what else? Um, is that other question, right? And what else? Um, yeah, so this is really neat. So that's, that is how you can really get to the, what's to the heart of what is challenging or, um, what's going on for the person that you're talking to. Very powerful, as you can see. Okay. So the fourth question is the foundation question. And this is so fun because whenever I ask my clients this question, um, it's amazing because they're kind of like, uh, I don't, oh my gosh. Like it's almost like they're shocked by this question. So here, let me tell you what it is. What do you want? It's such a simple question. What do you want? It's so crazy because people often don't actually know what they want. They're focused on what they don't want and what's going on. And so that question literally stops people in their tracks. And he's so right when he adds this into his book as one of these powerful questions, because um, we can never assume that everybody knows what we want or that it's... um, you know, that everyone should know what it is that we're wanting or that we know what we're wanting. And when you clarify, you ask that specific question, it's amazing because it shifts their focusing into a place like, oh yeah, like, 
what is it that I want? (laughs) And it's so powerful. And you know what? I have to use that on myself a lot too. It's like, well, what do I want to happen in this situation? Right. And, uh, it is, it's a very powerful question as you can see. And neuroscience actually says that our brain operates in a risk reward response. So in other words, your brain is constantly scanning the environment and asking, is it safe here or is it dangerous? Because the brain, when the brain feels safe, it operates in a sophisticated way. When the brain senses danger, you get that amygdala hijack, you're in the fight or flight. So the whole idea is that you don't want to ask questions that are going to cause someone to go into that stress response and feel threatened or endangered. Um, So sometimes like if you're in a meeting and you're a leader and if someone feels um, attacked or like that something, you know, maybe that's something that's challenging them is shouldn't be challenging them. People need to feel at ease and in a safe environment. And that question, what do you want, really opens the door for them to express, you know, their needs and express what it is that would help them. Okay, so the new habit here in the foundation question of what do you want, um, just ask and listen to the response. That's your new habit. Ask that question, what do you want? And really hear what it is that they're saying. I mean, you may not be able to fill all these wants, but at least you can you can really understand and have a better understanding of you know what is the need that is underlying what this person is wanting. And then if you know what the need is, you might be able to fulfill it even though they may not get everything that they want, um, at least you're in a place of understanding and you can have a better connection with an understanding of that person. All right. Also to maintain a supportive and safe atmosphere is key. As we talked about, um, that how the brain is looking on a regular basis in the environment and you want to create that safe environment for the person that you're talking with. So they don't feel threatened. They, you want to maintain a safe, supportive atmosphere for these people that you're talking to so that they're not in a stress response. All right. So third, um, you want to just listen for the needs that are underneath what the person is wanting. That's huge. That's hard. So for example, I don't know, say, um, say my house is a disaster because my kids are leaving other stuff all over the place. Okay. Are my kids bad or do all kids do this? Because I sometimes feel like my kids are really bad. Anyway, no, they just don't always put their stuff away. (laughs) So I feel like there's been a tornado sometimes in my house and there's kids, there's stuff everywhere and I have to put it on the stairs. It's like, here, bring this stuff up to your room. Anyway, long story short is my need for order and, Uh, a calm, peaceful environment, but those needs are not being met. So that's why I'm being reactive and it doesn't feel good when um, all that stuff is all over the place. So just connecting to the need. So what is it that I'm wanting? So really what I'm wanting is a calm, peaceful, (laughs) cleanly, orderly house. And so when my kids understand that need that's underneath what I want, I want them to put their stuff away, but then they understand the need behind it. It, it, you know, it just makes, it makes it more understanding and people can have empathy and my kids will probably be more likely to help me get my needs met than what I'm wanting, as you can see. Okay, sorry, I just went off on a rant there. Okay, so that's it for that one. So allow for space um, in conversations with people. That's one of the coaching models is um, be okay with um, asking a question and just waiting, waiting for a response and some silence is okay instead of filling in that gap and just waiting. Um, 
I think within the coaching model, what I do sometimes is I have, because I have a tendency to jump right in. And so for me is sometimes I'll just say, okay, I'm going to just wait and see. And every time I wait and see if the person's going to say something, it's amazing because they always do. Something comes up and it's really cool. And they end up answering that question. All right. So this next one, I love this. He calls it the lazy question. (laughs) And the lazy question is like, it's kind of like an oxymoron. He's suggesting that you actually be a little bit lazy. And it's not what you think though. We have a tendency to want to add value and be helpful and um, offer solutions and step in and take over. Um, However, that can actually cause, lead to frustration, exhaustion, and, you know, reduced impact actually. So by stepping back and he calls the lazy question, here's the question, you ready? How can I help? And this question is so powerful because that's exactly it. It's like, well, how can I help? What would, what, what is it that we could do together? What conversation can we have that would help you? Um, so as you can see, break it down. I already made it a bigger question than it is. How can I help? This is so powerful. Um, he did talk a lot in the book about the drama triangle. I think it's the Cartman drama triangle, um, where there's a victim, a rescuer, and a persecutor. And um, so knowing kind of where you fall into this drama triangle, um, it and where you have a tendency to go during conflict or challenge, it allows for a deeper understanding. So for example, I have a tendency to be a rescuer where I offer solutions and I try to help, 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 help. Um, however, if I know that I have a tendency to rescue, then I usually leap in and try and solve problems. So the new habit is, well, how can I help? It's kind of taking a step back, letting the person that you're talking to take ownership for, you know, their own behavior. So take ownership for what's going on and how can I be of help for you? It's almost like um, asking them, putting the, the ball back in their court, what would be helpful for them instead of being a rescuer and um, offering solution. The other thing is that victims tend to ask for advice. So notice if the person on the receiving end is asking you for advice, um, what you need to do is take a step back. So that's the only caveat here with the how can I help. Um, Some people might be looking for answers. So instead of giving answers, usually this is my go-to thing and this is what he also suggested in his book is, you know, that's a great he, he was, his response suggestion is that's a great question and I've got some great ideas, um, which I'll share with you. But before I do, I want to know like what your thoughts are first. And so what that does, it empowers the person because you always want, um, the ideas to come from them because if it comes from an intrinsic place, then they're more likely to follow through. They're more likely to act on it. They're more likely to be happy with their choices. Um, so that's huge. So I think that's why he called this section kind of the lazy question is to take a step back, put the ball back in their court and ask that question, how can I help? Because then then it'll be clear. You're asking. It's very clear. You're asking. And uh, that person can actually make a clear and direct request of you. If the request ends up being more like they're asking for advice, um, Then you offer up that idea. That's a great question. And I've got some ideas, which I'll share with you. But before I do, you know, what are your first thoughts? 
um, so it goes back in their court. It's so powerful. Okay, so number six is the strategic question. I like this one because we have a tendency to say yes, yes, yes to so many things. And I often tell you about it in this podcast about how I have my don't do list and I try and do a don't do list just as much as I do a to do list. <laughs> and what that does is it balances it all out. So this is his next strategic question, which is if you are saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? If you are saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? So this question makes people clear on the commitment of their yes, and it gives and offers boundaries, which is so powerful. And I 100% agree with why this is such a powerful question, why he wants it in your coaching habit. Um, And so, yeah, so the new habit that he's trying to get you to form is get clear on what exactly the person is saying yes to. And um, when you have that, you have that commitment level and, you know, what could, what, what, how are they fully committed to that idea or what does it look like to be fully committed to that idea? And that's another powerful question. And then you just get clear on what they have to say no to as well in order to set those boundaries. So I love that strategic question. And also consider saying yes more slowly is another recommendation. So you really stay curious before you commit. Oh my gosh, have you done this before? Say yes to too many things. So think before you say yes to something and commit to something a lot and making sure that it's something that you want to Um, And be curious, stay curious before you commit to something and say yes, or is, you know, what are you going to say no to? All right. So the seventh and final powerful question and in the coaching habit is the learning question. And I love this. This is what I use at the very end, usually of my coaching sessions with my clients. And it's a wonderful way. I call it the bookend and it helps to bring things full circle. And it's great that he kept it in this and put it in his book and it's the learning question. So in this environment, um, you always want your clients, your kids, your team workers, your whoever it is that you're working with or talking with or having a conversation with um, to see the learning opportunity. And so the question is, what was most helpful for you? And what this question offers is a double loop learning opportunity. So uh, they, so The thing about, so what it does is it brings the problem and the solution full circle. So you're able to make the connection to any aha moments, or you're able to really make the connection of what was the learning within that conversation or that meeting or um, that coaching session. So what was the, what was most power or sorry, what was most helpful for you is a great tool to kind of allow the person that you're speaking with to bring things full circle. So this was, you know, this was my challenge. Um, here's the solution that I came up with, or, you know, this was my aha moment. This is what stood out for me. Um, so your new habit is to create, always create space for learning moments. And whether you're a parent, whether you're, you know, a manager, whether you're a life coach or, um, any of the above, you want to make sure that you're creating space for learning. So within the conversation, um, 
It really helps people to remember the conversation that you had. It encourages it to stick in their brain um, and it encourages them to, you know, have that um, learning opportunity. And so I always say, so some other questions that I usually use in my coaching session that he actually had also within his book was, um, what was the most useful for you? Or what did you learn? Or what was the key insight? Um, and I, well, the one I use is what stood out for you the most in our conversation today. And it's amazing because usually like they, they can pinpoint something that really stood out for them. And then it's a reminder that help it stick in their mind. And then usually what my clients say that stood out for them, I usually send them like a primer or a reminder, a picture of some sort or a quote that kind of um, reflects what stood out for them. And this is really powerful. So it's, it shows them what's important to capture, to take away from this. So um, I, it's a really wonderful question to use at the end of you know meetings, at the end of coaching sessions, at the end of conversations that were you know uh, that were a little more serious. Okay, so that is about it. So, oh my gosh, this book is so fantastic. It's The Coaching Habit. It's all about forming the coaching habit. It takes a lot of work, but you know what? It's all about asking people questions um, and listening instead of telling people what to do. It's just a shift in your approach. And, um, you know, it takes a ha- it's, it takes it's a habit. Like it becomes a habit. The more you practice it, the better you get. Listen more instead of speaking as much. Ask strategic questions. And then it really does take an awareness in your behavior to form this new habit. So it's all about practice and repetition. So within his book, he's suggesting that we try these coaching habits and to notice the powerful results that it can have on your life and that, you know, managers, leaders, parents, they all need this wonderful coach approach that will be really, really beneficial for um, empowering people and to understand, get to the heart of what's important. So it takes courage to ask questions rather than offer advice, of course. Okay, so I hope that there's a whole bunch of practical, useful and interesting questions that you can use in your everyday living and to form a little more of a coaching habit in your life. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please write a review. Oh my God, say that fast five times. Write a review. Um, support the program if you can share it with your friends um, rate it also subscribe because you do not want to miss future episodes when you subscribe it comes right to you right away and I have exciting news I have wonderful authors lined up as bonus episodes and I'm so excited because what better way to highlight and feature these books than to have the actual author right here on this podcast oh my gosh I'm so excited and I'm not telling you who's coming but so many great people are lined up. So please, please, please make sure you subscribe so you can get this right into your download. Keep listening, share with friends and have a beautiful, wonderful day. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it. No one is sunshine and butterflies all the time but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.